Hi guys, welcome back to the Lit Wallflowers podcast. I'm Wendy Will. And I'm Tony Rose. Today we are back at it with a double-ass episode for you. Um, we were thinking about recording two episodes, but you know what? Your girl's in finals. So we're going to smush two <laughs> episodes into one. <laughs> because she ain't got time right now. She's a little stressed. But this episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title from... Lexi George, Demon Hunting with a Southern Sheriff, which is book six in the Demon Hunting series. This town is going to hell with its cross-cultural mix of good old boys, big bad wolves, and otherworldly beings. Burr County is the last place you'd want to be a cop. But for Sheriff Dev Whitson, it's sweet home Alabama, and he plans to keep it that way. Famous last words, when a gruesome shifter massacre rocks the community, the sexy sheriff needs more than a badge and a few silver bullets. He needs the help of an immortal demon hunter. Her name is Arta, High Huntress of the Kurvani, whatever that means. Dev is in no position to be picky about partners right now, but when Arta turns out to be the one female he could really fall for, Dev knows he's in for one hell of a ride. God help them all. An attorney by day, Lexi George writes Laugh Out Loud's Paranormal Romance by Night. She lives in Alabama, and readers can visit her at www.lexygeorge.com Once again, the sheriff I'm picturing is <laughs> is Mr. Christian Gray himself um, and all because he was a sheriff once upon a time in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> he was so... Oh, he's so handsome. My goodness. I'm just focusing on the big bed wolves. Mm. Wolves. Mm. Magic word. Yes. <laughs> because that means to her, Scottish. <laughs> Let's let's be real. That's what she's thinking about. Is is Scotland? You can find Demon Hunting with a Southern Sheriff by Lexi George wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. <laughs> All right, guys. So we are going to try to do justice to the last two books of the Essex Sisters while trying to talk about them in one episode only. Um, we love you, Eloise James. It's just I have finals and projects on top of projects. I'm, like, literally, guys, Tony and I got together yesterday to record. <laughs> um, and I realized I had a fucking paper due. So I... And then I had bought dinner. I fucking shoved it in my face before Tony even got here. So when Tony... So Tony's eating dinner. I'm typing this paper, answering questions for my fashion journalism class. And I have like one and a half eye open trying to finish this paper. And then I, and then Tony is like, you know what? I'm going to take a five minute nap. And I was like, oh, awesome. Because I'm going to take a five minute nap after I'm done with this paper. And the next thing I know, Tony is like, I think I'm going to go home. And I was like, what? And it's like, we've been knocked out for about an hour at this point, right? And then she leaves and I was like, oh shit, did I fucking even do my, did I even turn in my paper? And I looked and a bitch did her homework. It's fine. But then I was like, okay, you know what? This is, uh, we'll record tomorrow, which is today. And you know what? I, this is great because I can go to bed early and get my day started really early tomorrow. I woke up at 10.30 a.m. today. <laughs> what in the living shit? I'm just so over, like, over everything. Um, that's how you know you're getting old. When you go on a trip for three days and you need fucking three weeks to recover from the trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even recover from one trip and then I went on another. Yeah, I, that's and crazy. And it went straight into, like, our scheduled I know, programming. I our know. Regular scheduled and back programming. to our regular programming. Yeah, it's been... That hurt. Freaking <laughs> wild. And I always do this. I fucking took a trip to California right before finals last semester. And then, oh, I did I did it again this semester. Like, a idiot. I'm just never learning. But I told myself, after the summer, I'm probably not going to go on any trips until next year. Because I just Whoa. need to really focus on getting everything done. So we will see how well that works. It's probably not going to work. But we will see. <laughs> we shall see. Or if I do, then it, it cannot be like... It cannot be during spring break. Like, I needed that time. And, yeah. and like, um, maybe during winter break or something like that. But we'll see. Because my best friend's turning 30 next year. So we'll see. I, 30? Yeah. Yeah. 
Our baby girl's turning 30. <laughs> um, wait, is it next year? I think it's 2024. Shit. 24. 24. Because you get a 12 years. 12 years apart, yes. Oh, then I have plenty of time. I'm good. I'm good to go. But, um, oh yeah, that's right. She only turns um, 20, 20, 29. 29 this year. That's right. Oh yeah, so I was right. Next year, yes. But I'm getting all my life switched up right now. But yes. So, yeah, I, I'm planning to hope to not travel for the rest of the school semester. But we shall see. Yeah. It's on your vision board. Take it off. I don't have travel on my vision board. I do. Oh, not me. It already happened, so I'm like, maybe you should take it off. No. I, I never... See, I don't get island fever. I don't get, like, wishes to travel or anything like that. That's true. I don't. And it's weird because I'm a Sagittarius. But you know what the other thing is, though? I might not have the craving for it because I always end up just doing it. Gotcha. You're like, it's like your body's fulfilled. Yeah, so... Because <laughs> you gotta go for one reason or another. Yeah, anyway. I'm always like... Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, um, people are like, do you prefer vacations or staycation? I'm like, I'm a staycation hoe. Like, I want to stay home. <laughs> I want to stay the fuck home. As Ali Wong said, I want to lie the fuck down. <laughs> Literally, that's what I want to do. But, anyways, we are going to start off with The Taming of the Duke, um, book three in the Essex Sisters. This book is all about Imogen. This also continues the same writing style as um, we've seen in the first two books, which is there's more than just the hero and the heroine's points of views. It's everybody's points of views, and it's kind of cool. Like, I really like it, and, and like it gives you a lot of... Um, perspective onto things and and it's really awesome so we um met imogen in book one uh much ado um and we've kind of gone through a lot of ups and downs with her for the last two books we've seen her go through a lot and um so opening this book up and and she's you know still in kind of like a very a place of a lot of hurt and Josie is is getting ready for her season next year. And she's like, I got a whole ass list, you know? And then they're like, what's on your list, Imogen? You know? And so Imogen is saying, I want this, this, and this. And everybody's like, well, that's the Duke of Holbrook. And she's like, hell, motherfucking no. They don't get along. They have, like, a visceral hate for each other. They, they get so much reaction out of each other, which y'all know where this is already he heading. But we flip over to the other side, and it's Rafe. Rafe have just found out that he has a brother and this brother Gabriel has known about Rafe and and everyone the whole time and their father has actually been taking care of of Gabriel and their family but now Gabriel needs Rafe's help he needs him to open up the theater in their in their estate mm -hmm. and um, put on the play of the century to help out his baby mama <laughs> because he they fell for each other and um, she she basically um, becomes with child and he's he's in love he wants to marry her he's like He's like, like, hey, what's up? Hello. And she's like, no, absolutely not. I'm trying to be an actress. And you're just going to, if I marry you, I can't be an actress anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. And she got fired because of her condition, a.k.a. she got pregnant. And she got little thickums. And they were like, bye-bye. Oh, so, but no one knows that she was pregnant. They just knew that she was gaining weight. And they just attributed it to her being a very well-kept lady because she was a mistress to a scholar. And Rafe is like, well, my one condition is you move in here. And, um, and you know, like, we're going to be family. And, and he is just very much so longing for family ever since he lost his brother. And he's been a drunkard and alcoholic and he that's just his coping mechanism and he prefers it that way and you know he starts he starts thinking that maybe I need to clean up my act but he's like nah he thinks about that for like two seconds he's like <laughs> never mind I'm over it and um um Griselda and Imogen leave Scotland and if you guys remember they were in Scotland because they were gonna save Annabelle but all they did was fuck it up and um <laughs> but things are all great now and so she leaves to go back to the Duke of Holbrook's 
place. And Josie stays in Scotland. And um, and so we are just watching the two of them hella butt heads. And Imogen is like, she wants a lover. She wants, she wants daddy, you know? And then she walks out, titty out. And sees Gabriel. And <laughs> and then she's like, oh, hi. And then he's, like, looking down at her. And she's like, what? And she looks and she realizes her whole boobie, her whole ass boobie is out. And she's, like, trying to flirt with him. And for the first time, she saw someone look at her with desire. And she, it was intoxicating. It's addicting. You know who doesn't want to feel like they're wanted? And she's like, that's going to be my, that's going to be daddy. <laughs> you know? And he had a baby. And, you know, like, she just loved it. She just loved it. And then so her whole thing is... She is going to seduce Gabriel, mm-hmm. and this is this is her plan. And um, as things keep kind of go back and forth, back and forth, Ray finally does decide that he needs to clean up his act because what if one day Mary, which is his now niece, blood niece, needs him? You know, it's not that he has wards now; he has an actual niece that is going to need him to be ducal. And he was just like, you know what? I need to. I not. I need to stop being a mess. And Gabriel is like, and you need to stop cold turkey. And he, Ooh. yeah. And he was like, Yikes. yeah. And he was like, uh, fuck it. And so he does it. And he has the craziest withdrawals. And he ends up being taken care of one night by Imogen. You know, Imogen's like, I am fucking not even anywhere nearly attracted to you. Just get in this bathtub. And <laughs> You know, whatever. And and so they have kind of a very, like, intimate moment, you know? And, but, like, nothing more than just, like, appreciation for each other's bodies kind of thing. And uh, Imogen is still kind of like, but I want Gabriel, right? He's, he's, <laughs> he looks like Rafe, but he isn't a dick. He's not a freaking asshole. And Gabriel wants nothing to do with her. She, he's just kind of like, he appreciates her as a woman because he's he's not dead. But there's a new guest in the house. Yay. And she... Jillian. Blast from the past. Jillian. Jillian. Yeah, Jillian. Yes, blast from the past. And as soon as he saw Jillian, it was like thunderbolts and just like kind of all these like kind of crazy things. So he has no interest in Imogen. And... Jillian actually feels the same way too and she was just trying to fill out Imogen to see like you know who who Imogen was interested in anyways she she basically propositions Gabriel and Gabriel is like hell no like uh, no and then he realizes like like oh shit like I can't I can't do this to her. Like, she's been through so much. Let me just, let's just fuck it. So he, like, he was like, what about, what about tomorrow? Let's go do something in disguise. And then he immediately goes to tell Rafe. And Rafe was like, well, unless you're trying to marry her, you can't fucking do this. And he Mm -hmm. was like, well, I didn't want to turn her down. I didn't want her to feel, like, insecure and things like that. So what do you, he's like, he's like, then you have to go to Rafe, right? And that's kind of, like, how the story opens. And that's how we get into the, the this trouble that we end up getting into. What did you think of the story? I love the character development for, I, I guess, everyone, but mostly um, Imogen and um, Rafe. Yeah. Because they each realize what was wrong. Yeah. With, with themselves. And then... <laughs> So that's pretty much what I really liked about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Imogen realized that she was what Maine called her in book two, being <laughs> becoming a bitch. Yeah, but and she knew she was grieving, and she knew she had to change um, her ways, um, and she was. Yeah. And then with Rafe, the fact that he went cold turkey, yeah. um, especially for his niece. Yeah, I love that. And I thought what was funny was that he, we learned that he actually is passionate about like what he used to do and I'm like wait wait a minute that's you were complaining about Imogen being passionate yeah when you first met her and you don't like that yeah so I just it's just I love the fact that it goes you have to go back to the other books and be like um look what happened but like you know this is how their story started and it took them this long and it's funny what they say now and how they are yeah um but yeah. yeah yeah like how they're changing yeah, I love it. I I love that, like, Rafe is where he's at because of how 
much he's grieving and Imogen is where she's at right now because of how much she's grieving. So they already like have this commonality and and you know they were both handling it very 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 differently. But like I think like like one of my cringiest moments is when like I just felt for him when she was I, I felt she was being kind of crazy when she went and dumped out all of his liquor. Like, I was, like, really upset for Rafe. Like, that was, like, one of my kind of cringy moments. But I get it. She, one of the things that she didn't like about Rafe was that he was a drunkard, you know? And so... And right before that, he's like, I might give myself, like, leeway. Yeah, now. he was just like, maybe, let me try. Maybe twice. Maybe three times a week. Thank you, that should be good. And then he, they're like, you keep staring at the can- decanter, you know? And, and she fucking throws it out the window. It's shattering everywhere. And I guess that's the other thing, too, is just kind of like... Like... Um, just no regards of who's going to clean it up kind of thing. Like, she was kind of being a spoiled brat in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I understand the means of it, but it was just kind of like, she didn't care who was going to clean it up. She was just tossing it out and no care for how much money that those things cost. And, like, you need whiskey in the house for entertaining, you know, all these yeah. things. So it's just kind of like, I felt like it was just too much for me, but I understood why she did it. But before we get into all of our cringy moments, <laughs> what to you was your favorite part? So, huh, I don't know if this is spoilery. I think it is, actually. But I guess when... So, there was this, um, like, secret identity situation happening. Yes. But Imogen figured it out on her own. Yes. And I love that she figured it out on yes. her own. And just Eloise's, like, writing style, she has, like, very intelligent, like, strong, like, female, like, characters. Yes. So, uh, and... Imogen, the way she reacted to to it, because then like Rafe was like shaking, you know, and nervous. Like, how should I tell her mm-hmm. of that it's me? Yeah, <laughs> not that Gabe. Yeah, she said it in like Imogen, like very nonchalant, like fun, mm-hmm. fun way, mm-hmm. and I, I I really liked it. Yeah, I think that's kind of piggybacking on my favorite moment too, because earlier in the story, she was just kind of like. Like, I'm tired of of being the one that's trying. I'm tired of the one feeling like I'm forcing everyone to meet my will. Because you know um. what? Like, like you know when you're, like, very strong-willed? Yeah, it's great when things go your way. But sometimes, like, you just want it that someone put some forethought into it. That someone, like, is... is thinking about wanting to do this is nervous with it and, and, and has actually planned something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, like, the fact that he does do it later on in the story and it's kind of, like, coinciding with your part, but it's just, like, there's so much forethought that's, like, put into his actions and that's exactly what she wanted because, you know what, they, like, she, from book one, you just saw that she was just a very determined, headstrong girl, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we don't want opportunities to be soft you know it doesn't mean that we don't want people to plan things for us you know like like yeah i I, we might not like surprises but like you know we 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 do the thought counts the thought definitely counts counts. the how much time and effort you put into something definitely counts and so like when he first proposes to her she's like no because you know like it's not i don't want it to be because of of my actions i want it because you want it like i want Mm -hmm. something the person who's going to propose to me is going to have, like, they thought about this. It's not a spur-of-the-moment kind action. It's it's oh. that that he, you know, <laughs> like, he... so good. Yeah, that he planned it. And, and there's been, there's, like, and I can tell that he planned it. Not just this, like, you know. So I, I really like that he went through with, he figured out a way to do that and in the most meaning way possible and it, it was, it was just so good and involving you know, all the right channels and like, you know, her chaperones even involved, like, I just love that he did that whole entire thing and then to me, on the flip side of that, like, we already discussed, like, the kind of the cringy moment, but I think, like, sorry, going back to that, I also love the secondary romance it was so good I, I, I loved it, and um, and that kind of correlates to my to my cringy moment. It's like, I, like I mentioned, the whole like liquor thing. Like she was kind of being like a spoiled 
girl during that time. And I think more or less it's just like she didn't care who was going to clean it up. She didn't care about, you know what I'm saying? Like how much yeah. money she's throwing away. Like she didn't give a shit. Like it wasn't even her stuff to like, to like get rid of. Yeah. So like to me, it was, it was necessary, but it was like so outrageous, you know? Like he, he did, he was like fucking, like, like you said, he was just like maybe one day, one, just like a sip. No, maybe like three times a week. That should be fine. How about when I'm only entertaining? You yeah. know, like and then and then he's like, Well, well I might have dinner guests every day, you know? So like he was just like already trying to like break his own rules and stuff like that. So I loved it. I understood why it needed to be done, but I felt like it it just it made her look so petulant, I guess, you know? And yeah. but to me the other part that like I really felt to my bones was when Jillian was like why am I destined to always be second tier to Imogen? You know, yeah. like everybody that that everybody yeah. wants her. You know, and and you know, like like, and it just it's crazy because you look at yourself and you're like, I'm beautiful. I'm accomplished. I'm smart. They literally asked me here because they needed supervision and 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 me to help them with this whole play thing. But like every time I'm next to this girl, like I'm fucking pig's feet too, you know? Like like <laughs> no one even cares, you know? I, I love pig's feet. But like I, I I like I really really felt that like and I Crispy think the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like to to me like and you know, maybe this just goes back I remember when I was, like, really, maybe, like, just first starting to date, um, like, when I was, like, 18-ish, and I've always been kind of, like, tall and really, like, like more on the thick side, and after the whole debacle with my ex, my very, very first boyfriend, he started dating this girl that I went to high school with, and she is, like, the definition of, like, of what you, when you think of a of a of an Asian girl, right? Very small, very petite, big eyes, very curvaceous, olive, like just olive skin and just you know and like wide smile, and and then I was just like, it uh, fair, fine, whatever. And then the next guy that I date, it didn't work out, and he starts dating her immediately after, and then and then I like something didn't work out with this other guy, and he starts hanging out with her, and I was like. What the fuck? It starts fucking with your head, dude. Like, and it's not, it's not even like, like, like she's taking my leftovers. It's just kind of like, is it, am I, are things not working out with me and these guys because this is what they actually want, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it just starts messing with you and, and you know this that is you're kind of Asian. Yeah, that want. yeah. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not your, your, your typical Asian girl. And, and, you know, and so it was, just, it was just like really or messed with my head. just petite girl. Yeah. I've never been petite. I've never even, you know, so like, like it was just, yeah, it was like, and then it just plays into my own insecurity of never like fitting in at home and just like all these things. And honestly that's what during that whole time is right after that I decided to not date Asian men anymore because I just this whole thing in my head was uh, like like yeah they 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 like me for my personality who cares right now <laughs> when you're young like you don't want to hear that shit right like you're just kind of like okay thanks thanks for calling me ugly you know basically right they love me for my personality cool but like they end up like drooling over this girl who is gorgeous and and the literal opposite of you and what everyone has expected you to look like since you were a little kid you know so i was just like this is what asian men want like then I am dating in the wrong pool and Mm -hmm. literally after that is when I started dating white guys and or other shouldn't say I shouldn't say white guys literally every other ethnicity in my life other than Asian Asian. I kind of like in that whole after that the only time I actually dated someone Asian he was like Indian but that's it oh that's that's as close that's as, as, as close as it got and we, it wasn't even that serious like we went on one date and I was like why do I like this guy you know but like yeah other than that like I was just dating other races because like that's how that made me feel like it I just felt like okay like the second I stopped talking to these guys they're they're with this one specific girl who is just gorgeous mm-hmm. and you know so it's just kind of like okay um, Asian men are just not for me. And it wasn't until, like, 
like in what 20 years later essentially in my like late 30s or or mid 30s and I was like I was like I feel like I'm not connecting and things are not working out because it's not what I really want but it doesn't mean it doesn't like psychologically like fuck Mess with you. you yeah because like even now like you know like with Kermit like he's so like athletic and Mr. Aloha and everything like that <laughs> and I'm like super like I think I'm pretty outgoing most times as well too but then like anytime I'm like around like the the like very athletic girls like I start feeling some type of way you know I'm just mm-hmm. and then it just goes back to that again and it's just like like why am I not enough and that's exactly what <laughs> happened know. with her you know and it's just like I I felt that so much but what, what to you was like kind of your cringiest moment when Josephine showed up and the reasons why. Oh my gosh! Yes, like, I knew I knew you were gonna say that. So I just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but like, so I kept thinking like that's baby fat because everyone's calling like saying that she's pretty and everything. I'm like, you just have baby fat. Don't listen to these stupid boys yeah. like who just want like these like tiny people. I know. And I'm like. I just remember thinking about my high school days. I'm like, and when you're young and that high school age, like yeah. Josephine was, like you, of course you'll be dramatic about what happens. And mm-hmm. but something actually did happen. But at the same time, I'm like, good for you for like doing something mm-hmm. about it. Maybe it wasn't like the best decision. It was a little extra. Yeah, but um, you Wait, know, when you're young, you don't give a fuck yeah, about consequences. Do you don't even give a shit. It. Yeah. Yeah. You're but not legal enough to <laughs> I to get you know, you know. like the, they they say that in psychology, right? It's just like the younger you are, your your danger and consequence understanding yeah. is very low. Yeah. So you just feel that you're invincible and it's fine and everything is fine. But yeah, in hindsight you're like mm, probably probably yeah. have done that you know but, but it's funny what she did yeah i, I loved, loved it. it i thought it was great i love it unfortunately yeah. she does pay the consequences in her own book so we will get there but like um but yeah i i thought that i felt for her so much because and you know like just going back to the, the last thing that i was just talking about it's just like i just never fit in and like and it's it's never us and and this is gonna kind of like tie into the next book which we will talk about in in the pot tale but like but there's a there's if you haven't read it yet because you're gonna pause at the pot tale and read the next book <laughs> but it like he, the someone in her story tells her them not liking you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them yeah period and that's that's all that that is and that's what goes with everything in your life today so if someone doesn't like you or or someone doesn't just based off of your looks or just anything like that it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely it's their not. problem. It is their problem. It's their problem. It really, really is their problem. And um yeah, so I oh I actually do like that scene too because like she talks to Imogen and um and Imogen is changing and she's getting better and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I love that because they're the two that butt heads the most yeah. but just the see, seeks comfort from Imogen and Imogen wasn't a bitch about it and yeah. she was like well just do this and this and this she yeah. actually was like okay little sister let's talk about it yeah because you are not in the wrong here yeah um you know, you are beautiful, yeah. you are smart, you are everything. Yeah. And what happened to you was absolutely, like, disgusting and ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what that's what sisters, friends, co-workers, whatever, right? Like, people who, like, you might butt heads with someone, you might not agree with them. Like, either whether it's, like, your sister or your co-worker that you never see eye to eye when it comes to, like, business stuff. But, like, when you know the people that are there for you, that if you go to them... And, and, you know, Imogen's first thought was, like, I wish I was in Scotland, I'd fucking kill them. And that's, yeah. that is who you need by <laughs> your side. And I love that. I love that so much. I, you know, and, and the sisterhood in all these books, like, and I love that every book begins with the girls together. Yeah. And talking. And, and like, basically planning out the season and, and kind of recapping the fucking pitfalls of the season before, you know. I really, really, really loved Rafe's transformation you know and like she was like she was saying like oh like he has um 
muscular thighs and really like good arms. It's just that fucking belly. And I was like, Dad bod, bitch! Dad bod! Yes! And then like he started he stopped drinking and he was getting so sick he couldn't eat. He was just, you know, like he was just going through massive withdrawals and he started losing weight. He started losing that berry. And I was like, no, my dad bod. You know, like <laughs> as soon as we met him in book one, I was like, yes, dad bod. I love it. I love it. But if they haven't read this book yet, if they haven't read this series, why should I read this book? Oh, gosh. Enemies to lovers? Mm-hmm. Secret identity? Mm-hmm. Secondary romance. Oh, yes. Yes. And kind of the underdogs, too, yeah? Yeah. I love yeah. it. And family. Family. And, family. And, and, a di- and a different way, too, this yeah. time. It's so special and it's so good. I mean, I have just have a soft spot yeah. for Rafe. And I think it's, it's special and different because um, they're doing it for someone else that they just met, but they're family. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't know. I just, I really That's what makes it. him so special. Like he didn't even question that these wards were coming, you know? Yeah. And he fucking supported them and helped them in every single way. Uh, except Imogen, he had some, you know, and we all know why. But like yeah. um <laughs> um but even when Gabriel came to his door, he was just like, "Yeah, I got you." You know? Yeah. So You're I moving in. Yeah, I love that. I love that about Rafe so much. So yeah, I just have this huge soft spot for him. All right, guys, we'll be right back with our Pottel Pondering, and we're going to be talking about letters. Welcome back to our Pottel Pondering. What are we drinking? So for our whiskey of the season, we're having Cardu Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years, um, originated from where the four Essex sisters originated from, Scotland, of course. Um, And especially these two books, they do mention pigs and um, like sausage. And funny enough, the food pairing for Cardu is um, bacon, pulled pork. Oh, okay. And brisket. But the good things are spoon desserts, trifle, chocolate, salmon, terrines, salami, blueberry cheesecake, and uh, chocolate truffles. So I just, I, I saw that and I just started laughing because, like, it's not funny in the book being called sort of a piggy yeah but i just thought it was i don't know coincidental yeah yeah kind of like fun funny sort of haha that's that's actual pairing of cardu yeah yeah i was give the season so um have a try folks i love it the box the packaging is stunning it's so beautiful just like our josie grossy <laughs> We are going to jump into the last book of the Essex Sisters, Pleasure for Pleasure. Um, We generally usually try to dedicate a full episode to it, but we are completely behind on our schedule, and it's my fault. I'm so behind on school right now. It's, It's so crazy. I just submitted a final project today, and I have... I still have three finals, and... (laughs) <laughs> I still have three finals, a final paper, and two projects to do by next Friday. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm okay. So um, we apologize, Eloisa, if you ever you, pro- you would probably never listen to this. But the next series we do for you, we will make sure to give it justice. But for now, we are doing double your pleasure um, and pleasure for pleasure for this uh, pot tail pondering. The story opens up with the sisters all kind of talking together and we kind of relive Josie's what's happening with Josie and the consequences of her actions from the last book (laughs) is now coming about in her season because they are calling her a sausage a stuffed sausage and or a Scottish sausage it was it was okay I 
Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. I have so many words. But anyways, and Annabelle, where this happened, it, it, like, had no idea. And she's like, why didn't you even tell us, you know? And then she she was like, you and would, like, of taking care of it. She's like, yeah, killed them, you know? So, <laughs> like, it's just, and, and at this point, she's, like, she's kind of looking at her three sisters who are, all pretty much happily married and and or about like Imogen is about to get married is where we're we're at right now in the story and um and she they keep telling her how beautiful she is and how curvaceous and and she looks good and that they're they're jealous of her and she's like y'all right you know and they're (laughs) like she's like but she's like been really really like sucked into this like corset thing and they're like it's the corset that makes it you know and then like stop wearing that and she was like no like that's the only thing and that makes me fit into my dresses and they're like yeah because that hoe made the dress too small you know like mm-hmm. it's it's not you it's the fucking modiste you know and she's just kind of like no this is the only thing that makes me fit into something skinny so no i'm this i'm, I'm gonna wear this corset to like fucking die like this is it and um and then we fast forward to the wedding and Josie is just so happy for her sister but at the same time she's just looking around at every fucking skinny human that there is and she's just you know like really really upset and really sad that she doesn't have a body like everybody else you know and 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 we've all been there we we have all all been there and Imagine like, all of us feeling all this pressure about our bodies now. Imagine what it was back then when you were expected to marry by the time you were 20. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. like, and a lot of that does matter if you're in fashion or not. And if you don't get married by 23, 24, the latest 26-ish back then, then that's it. Your life is considered over. Like, you, the only thing that you can basically be now is, like, a governess, a companion. That's it. Like, you're, you, all hope for you to have a life is gone, you know? And so, like your look is all that you kind of have because the courtship and the season it lasts weeks you know yeah months but like essentially weeks you know and it's it's so it's crazy and so i i totally feel her because yeah i mean there's days where we don't really like ourselves but they don't have an opportunity to have that feeling you know or like in and and yeah and it doesn't help that because of what she did she pissed off the wrong person and he knew the right person and now everyone knew her as the stuffed sausage and so she's kind of getting emotional about it and then they kind of rewind a little bit and uh main um gabriel rafe rafe is fucking terrified image is going to change her mind so he's like super insecure which i thought was so cute <laughs> and um and <laughs> And Lucia's, they're all together. Ewan, they're all together, and they're kind of discussing um, how tough Josie's been having it. And Maine's like, the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, how, why is this the first time I'm hearing about it? They're like, because you're in la-la land, my guy. You're so in love with Sophie. You don't even know what the hell is up or down right now. And he's like, shut up. But, you know, like, tell me what's going on. Like, she's so kind she's so fun she's so clever and she's beautiful like what is wrong with people and they're like yeah well she kind of made an enemy of the wrong guy and then now he knew he's the right guy and just you know how it is and he was like well you know like and and Rafe is like you guys gotta help me help me try to figure this out and they're like well the ton always has a new victim and she just needs to kind of deal with this season and and by next season they're going to forget and that's really let me tell you that is such a man right like that is <laughs> like like it's it's fine it's it, time will let it it'll, it'll all pass you know it's like no bitch this ain't fucking gas you know and like this is this is someone's like her life her life is you know and it doesn't help she's the youngest she's the last to get married and everyone is so happily disgustingly in love you know and <laughs> on all her sisters are in her eyes perfect and skinny you know she's just having a really hard time and then we it's the wedding and the fucking assholes that have given her this name that's been spreading this gossip about her have the audacity to sneak into this wedding and then they're talking and they're just like you know what like 
what the fuck have we done with our lives? Like, we've made our lives, we have made a career out of ruining debutantes, chances of getting married, chances of happily ever after, just so that we have something to fucking talk about. Like, this is pathetic. We're pathetic. So they kind of disband, except for this one guy. And he's like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. We're, I'm going <laughs> to show everybody how fucking clever I am. I'm going to go fucking talk to the stuffed sausage, and then everyone will want to talk to me because they're going to want to hear about my experience, you know? And, um, and, uh, meanwhile, in the bathroom, there, Sophie is, you know, perfect. She's perfection. She's French and beautiful and delicate. And Josie, every time she looks at her, makes her want to cry because it's everything <laughs> that she's not. And Sophie is just so kind. And she's just like, no, like, we need to find revenge. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then, and yeah, and, and they decide that Griselda should sacrifice herself <laughs> and seduce Mr. Darlington. And, um, and yeah, so this, this little scheme gets kind of cooked up. And then um, Josie goes out there to the wedding and this fucking asshole just confronts her and is just such a jerk. Like, such a fucking dick about it. Like, it was so bad. And then... Maine saves her, and and P.S., there's this, like, there's this, I don't know what you want to call it, but articles of this Lord Hellgate guy that everyone thinks is Maine, you know, <laughs> and, and the, the, it's a memoir of Mr. Maine himself, Lord Maine, Lord the Earl, and, um, and Maine saves her, takes her away, and, um, and they go to, they're like, they're like he's like so kind and so gentle with her he's like keeps looking at her corset and he's just like take that fucking shit off and she's like no and he's like take it off like you look so fucking uncomfortable right and she's like no this is the only how i can fit into my dress you know Mm -hmm. and he he's just like he's he's just basically like you are beautiful. You're so clever and everything like that. And then finally he convinces her to take off her corset. He puts on her dress. And then he's like, he's, he's like, here's a robe. Here's something actually, something comfortable. And he's like, he's like, show me how to walk. Like, And then she walks and he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, do it like this. And he's like, and Josie's like, the fuck? He has the perfect hips. No ass. Like, you know, and she's like, that's perfect. And he was just like, okay. He's like, he's like, walk like you mean it she's like what and then like and then so he ends up kissing her and to like loosen her up a little bit and make her feel wanted and then he's like okay now show me the walk and so she's like okay i got this you know and he was like we need to change your clothes we need to like you know like get you what the fuck right and so she goes to the modiste a different modiste the next day she goes to griselda's modiste and she's just like, oh, she's like, girl, I got you. She's like, no, we don't do corsets. We don't sell you into a dress. We make you look fucking voluptuous and curvy and you don't need no corset. And so she, she was like, I have a rush job, you know, like, and, and need it for the ball for this this weekend I need it immediately and she's like I got you and so she goes to this ball it's a masquerade and she is looking hella fine she is looking so good and men are just like falling at her feet and um yeah so this is kind of how the story opens and um just Josie kind of coming into herself and Maine really helping her along the way as well as Griselda so um what what did you think of the story Overall, there was so much going on that I loved it. I know, it was so cute. We get another very cute secondary romance. Yeah, and I love I... that it's the siblings. Yeah. And, like, they, they're... <laughs> It's like, I got they caught. have a trope going on for both siblings, yeah. but in reverse. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like, it's like that jackass is about to be my brother-in-law. Like, I loved it. I do like the body positivity in yes. this book. So as much. much as Josie is like, but I'm like big and I'm fat or whatever. Like, there's so much good, like, good um, body positivity. Griselda, she's like, we have the same body. Yeah. Essentially, tell me I'm fat. Tell me, I dare you. Tell yeah. me, I'm fat. Josie's like, but you're not. Yeah, and it's all like, it's all like 
ourselves, right? We're just, like, our hardest critic, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, and even from, like, from book one, when she was, like, saying how curvy she is, all of her sisters were like, we wish we had your body, you know? Yeah. Even Griselda said it, too. Yeah. Like, um, it's a good thing you're not coming out this season because you're going to be competition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For your sisters, too. Essentially telling her you're gonna get the guy first yeah. before they do. Yes, I, I I I loved it and and you know I think it's it's just I think it just kind of shines like a light onto how we see ourselves. So like you know I think I think this book was written in 2006 and early 2000s was kind of like when body positivity was like first starting right because like in the 90s it it was literally considered like sexy to be cocaine thin like literally it was a thing cocaine skinny is what they called it like <laughs> oh, that's right it is like if you didn't look like kate moss walking down the street yeah. like you were not cute right so to even see, paris hilton was yeah, that like all of them like, wow. all of them if your hip bone was not protruding when you were walking in your jeans like you are not mm-hmm. you are not it if you i are, can't see your collarbone then you're <laughs> Yeah, literally. Too much. Yeah, it's and I even remember my auntie even saying that to me too. She's like, she's like, you're the um. She's like, oh, you're never gonna be able to be skinny. I was like, why? She's like, cause I can never see your collarbone. And I was like, is that a good thing? Like, I was just like, what are you fucking even talking about? So like, 2006 was the beginning of the early 2000s, latest 2000s. It's just when body positivity was like first coming around. So I love the way that Eloisa ch- tackled this because I remember complaining about how I'm too tall, how I'm this and. People People were like, bro, like, I wish I had those extra inches. And I was like, you, no, you don't. You can't fucking date nobody. You, and, you know, like, and I was once again referring to Asian men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, you can't date anyone. Like, literally, you can't. And, you know, that was me just being stuck in my in my little. There's so many tall Asian men out there. But I was just, you just get stuck <laughs> in this, like, insecure bubble. They're never available. Yeah. They're never around. And they don't want me because they want that fucking five foot two skinny <laughs> little girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just. I in my my best friend is like five feet. I'm like you're so lucky, like you know, and, and <laughs> to right because she's so small and like she her feet are like perfect. She can fit into any kind of shoes and like everywhere she goes, she short guys like her, tall guys like her everywhere. And I'm like I'm over here like like oh I hope you don't mind that I'm taller than you. Like you know what I'm saying? I got this like small pool of men that I can pick from, and and you just it's all in your head. Like, really, really, really just in your head. And you make it into this, like, bigger thing than it really even is. And I love the way that Eloisa handled this because never, ever, ever once did anybody say anything about Josie's body except the fucking stupid men that were, like, like you know, like, ignorant. And also the ones that, like, she, like... Even even the guy that created the name for her was just like, I'm so sorry, like, I, I didn't even see her. Like, I can't believe this is the her that I've been making fun of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I love the way that she tackled this, and I love that that as soon as she stopped restricting herself and trying to conform and and basically the corset was like a symbol right like once she like let herself be free men were fucking fighting to be by her side you know like there was just like a, a cloud of men wherever she went and 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 I, I i freaking i freaking love that and you know what to be fair i remember before like also in the 2000s do you remember like we those big ass fucking belts which are coming back in right now the thick ones those thick look, ones yeah that look like you're cinched yeah i w- i used to be like i they're like oh why don't you ever wear those belts and i was like because i look like a fucking sausage hanging in the window ready for fucking cutting down you know like the the one that they're curing in the window to to for to ferment before it tastes good you know like that's what i fucking look like when i wear these fucking belts so when they were like saying that Maine was like it's because of your fucking corset i was like that's so true right and 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 that's why i love fashion and i love clothes so much because because you don't need to conform to anything if you, whatever it is that you however you want to express yourself that makes you fucking feel good you fucking wear it you wear it you do it and and that's exactly what happened she got a new she got a new fucking wardrobe and she was a, a new freaking girl and it did help that the first time that she premiered this wardrobe she was in a mask right mm-hmm. what to you was your favoriteest part 
it kind of connects to like my cringy part mm. but uh, Josephine basically someone be- was calling her names again and then she essentially was like oh, y- you're the pig like she's like oink oink, oink. <laughs> And that's... We listened to the audio versions. Yes. I cracked up so badly when she started oinking. It was so good. Okay. And we've said this before, right? The mean girls in the ton are also unmarried. But they're over there picking on the other unmarried girls. And it's the same thing. This guy, even even before he came out to approach Josie, they were like... He was like, look at you and your belly. Like, who are you calling a pig? And then she calls him that. And she, like, oinks at him. It was so good. She's so smart. She's so sharp. Uh, And that just came out perfectly. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And, And... and I think, I think my my favorite part is, we just need that one thing that we can you know, that can help us be who we really are. And sometimes it is a person, you know. And this person ends up being her her future mate. But it's just kind of like, like we hear all the time, and then we're just like, you're just saying that because you have to, you know. Like her sisters, everybody was telling her how how gorgeous she is, but it's not words it's how someone can make you feel and she felt like a beautiful woman with Maine and she, and he he was so he was like completely flabbergasted right off the gate when Rafe was like she's having trouble he's like what the fuck why like he was just like what are yeah. you even talking about and and he was just like and and when when they are after he just saved her from the ball and they're in his house and and he was just like like you have so many beautiful features i love your hair the, the way that the sun shines I, I was staring at it when we were in the carriage together like it's those little things that we don't even notice or care for and and then or someone was like oh like someone had complimented her skin she's like that's my that's my um that's my favorite part too you know and and yeah. so like just like remembering that we're all flawed, but there's always something to love and something to like. And everyone is going to like something different, and we need to find whatever it is that makes us comfortable. You know, whether it's a pair of glasses, whether it's not wearing fucking underwear, because go ahead, <laughs> girl, or or just wearing the right-shaped clothing. And it doesn't mean right shape for ever the people to look at you. It's whatever you feel comfortable. I remember there was, like, this whole, like, phase where, like, those, like, trapeze dresses were like a big thing and like trapeze like it's just neck? like it's just like a triangle and if like you're a line yeah like, like from the neck to like <laughs> times 100 yeah and it's just like i i and and those like gaucho pants and things like that things that emphasize the hips I, I have no right wearing those kinds of things. But you know what? I loved it. I, lo- I loved how light they were. I just wore it. I didn't give a fuck. And if that's what makes you feel good, who cares if people are looking at you like, your ass too fat to be in that. No, fuck you. You know, like, I can wear whatever the hell I want. So I love that this was the message in this book. I hated my cringy part. I'm, it sounds like it's yours as well, too, is when she gets assaulted at the races and and I think the line that like broke me was whenever like her sisters were also involved in scandal and they ended up marrying the loves of their life and Mm -hmm. like because she is who she is and because she's this you know big girl that when she's involved in scandal it's with the most lecherous disgusting human being and here she is in a destroyed dress hiding in a fucking hayloft you know and it's just I felt for her so much and then she looks down and she sees Maine and Sophie like and and what she thinks what love looks like right and this girl deserves this man's love because she's skinny and and just like that whole morphed thing like we've all been there when we've looked at a situation and girl she was so wrong she was super super wrong but um but like going back to my my honorable mention of a favorite part i fucking loved in the end when he was like he be- pretended to be the ghost of him and like and she like dead ass fainted like I would that part was so funny to me oh my god and like that's what you need you need a man like that you need you need a partner 
you need someone in your life whoever it is, and we've always said this, it's either friends or whatever that, that just knows how to de-escalate a moment, right? This motherfucker, he's like, it could that's have what been, you get. Yeah, and he's like, that's what you get. He pretended to be a fucking ghost dripping in water, and he's like, I had to come back, you know? And she fucking fainted because she was, like, panicking. But, like, like I love that because, like, that just shows, like, I love that they, that Eloisa paired Basically, the girl that was the most uncomfortable with herself, the man that was so comfortable with himself, that he can joke about that stuff. Because another another person who's kind of insecure was like, "Did you just fucking try to get rid of me like that?" You know, like, but but he was like, "Ooh, you know, like some of you girls." It was just so good. Anyways, what to you was like kind of your cringy part? Was it the same as mine? Yeah, it was that vermin. Yeah. Vermin the vermin. The fucking piece of shit, man. I it fucking really, swear to God. The worst kiss of her life. I know. And when she was like, she was like, she was choking on his tongue. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. I, was, I just can't even imagine. I just felt, yeah. And you know what? Like, when you're so insecure, you feel like you deserved it. You know? Yeah. And and no, she didn't. She didn't. He was a piece of shit. He, wanted, he was out there to go fucking prove something. And uh, you just proved that you're disgusting. It was just... But this book is so fun. This book is so good. I loved Maine since the first book. We met him when in book one, and he was brokenhearted. And you know I love a sad boy. <laughs> you know I love a sad boy. That's probably why I really love Rafe, too. Rafe, yeah, he was sad in He's his own way. Super sad boy. Yeah. So, um... If but they he have, still tried... Oh... So both good. of them, both of them, all of them. If if they were at the end of this series, this series has been so much fun. I love getting to know the sisters. I love the men that are in their lives. The, all the secondary romances are fucking fantastic. If they haven't read the series, if they haven't picked up the Essex sisters, if they haven't finished the series and read Pleasure for Pleasure, why should they pick up this book and read this series? One of the things I really like about Eloisa James, this is... Um, series and like books is that there's more than one love story always and it's always she I, I feel like she always tries to make the world in that book yeah um happy like there's always a happily ever after times for multiple two, people three, yeah. yeah and I just I think for this one I just love the fact that the, the sisters they're all I don't know they're all strong in their own way yeah you know, like, they have insecurities, but they're still able to, like, just keep going mm-hmm. and be um, sassy mm-hmm. when they need to be, mm-hmm. be intelligent and kind mm-hmm. when they need to be. It was, I, I feel like you could always, you can connect with each one yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. I so. Yeah, it's so good, and it's, you can find yourself in one of the sisters or all of the sisters, and, and yeah, you get, like... You get eight love stories from these four books. It's amazing. And you can relate to them. And it's so fun. There's so many laugh out loud moments. Um, And yeah, just this book, this series is so, so great. And if you love Shakespeare, if you love any historic literature, all of these are kind of little plays on all of that. And and it's, it's really, really great. We've had a lot of fun. I have a would you rather, but Tony needs to sleep. So we're going to, I'm going to, no, we're going to do it next time. We're going to do it for our (laughs) pot tail next time. This episode is long enough, but we will. So I'm pre-warning you now that the next pot tail that we do is going to be a would you rather of the Essex books. Okay. But okay. if you want to read along with us, we are jumping into Ages of the Crown series by Julia Quinn. Julia Quinn has a new book coming out soon, Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron. And um, so we wanted to read books that that book is featured in. And um, we're really excited to get into that series. Um, Tony loves that series. I do. It's so good. And... As always, Lit Wallflowers Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media backslash podcast. Don't forget to check out Demon Hunting with Daddy Christian Gray. No, I'm just kidding. Demon Hunting with a Southern Sheriff by Lexi George. Um, once I can get my life together, that is definitely on my TBR. But um, also, 
because you guys know we're a Samantha Young ho. Samantha Young has a new book that just came out. Oh yeah. Um, Tony <laughs> keeps crying, and I'm ready. I just don't have time to cry right now. Like I, ha- I need to hold my shit together for one and a half more weeks, and then I will let loose. I try not to put too much on my TBR that's outside of our um, podcast, but I have that. She's I'm ready to fucking cry. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm ready to cry. And also Lexi George, because I want Christian Grey to slay wolves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he does, he does that. I need to go rewatch that freaking show, but we love you guys. Thanks for hanging in there for this double episode. Um, we will be better with our schedule. Um, someone me is almost done with school so hopefully the summer is looking like this beautiful open that's all i see right now is just open time more time to do things and we love you guys thanks for hanging in there we'll be back next week with to catch an heiress by julia quinn i'm ready to fucking laugh my ass off we're we'll reading this book i'm super excited we love you guys have a great week and thanks for hanging in there and listening to two episodes in one yes Thank you so much. Yeah, two for one that you never <laughs> asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, thank you.